I think loyalty's massive. Loyalty can also bleed into hard work, mm-hmm. right? Someone might not be a hard worker on their own, but if they're showing up for somebody else, that like for the loyalty component, that that might push them over the edge, like really grind. I have some of those yeah. um, in our staff that like on their own, they weren't really doing anything. But since they're here with me, they just go nuts, like a hundred miles an hour. What is happening? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gradiate Podcast. I have Matt and Devin from Training Club Apparel on the pod today, and we have incredible conversation. But viewer beware, I do go pantsless at one point of this YouTube. So if you're not watching on the YouTube, you need to go over there right now. We also might smoke some weed on the podcast. I'm not real sure. We're breaking all the rules today. You guys get ready. I'll see you inside. The boys from Training Club. Apparently, look at us all TC yeah. out. I know. I was about to leave my house. You can't see if the mic's blocking. Yeah, it. yeah. Your mic's blocking the TC. Yeah. I was about to leave my house and I didn't have some TC on. I just had like a plain black shirt. And I was like, Nah, dude. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta. That's why I didn't get to smoke before the podcast because yeah. I was like only four minutes early. Like being like ten minutes early, I can settle. I can like take a little puffity puff. Maybe sopping with some coffee. You know. Did you get coffee? No. I didn't get coffee. Yeah, but you, and I didn't, no puffity puff. I, no puffity puff. Yeah. No coffee. I'm running on one little cup of drip coffee this morning. Put some ice cubes in it. Mm. You know how, how do you order your coffee, Matt? Black or since I'm Italian, cappuccino. Oh, I have to have a cappuccino. She's Italian. Cappuccino. Cappuccino. <laughs> cappuccino. <laughs> it, right? Some cappuccino. Yeah, Cortado, how do you order yeah. your coffee? It depends on the place. Mainly a drip. I'll go with a drip, yeah. but I have to really scope out the baristas and yeah. make sure they don't burn the espresso. Ooh. So if I can tell, like, nah, this is a wrap, yep. then I just drip. Can't fuck it up. The cool thing about downtown Austin is there's, like, too many coffee shops for any coffee shop to, like, really suck that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm getting into matcha. Ooh, Interesting. Okay. I know. I heard you guys talking about that. Well, how much was it for, like, a cut of matcha? Okay, that one so spot? Um, I have a friend who yeah. owns this hugely successful matcha company on Amazon. And he's under the process of selling it right now. They're, they're number one on Amazon. Oh, yeah. They sell the celebratory cuts of matcha. That's the initial first cut of matcha. And people pay $36 an ounce for this celebratory cut of matcha for one little ounce Damn. of matcha. That's nuts. So this morning, I was grabbing coffee with my friend Megan. And she likes Merritt's matcha over Codependence. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we stop at Merritt for, I want to go to Codependent. That's my spot. I love codependent's coffee. And um, I go in codependent. My friend Brady's a barista there. He's extremely intelligent on all this stuff. So I'm like, hey, Megan said that y'all's matcha sucked. And he asked Megan, he's like, where you like your matcha from? And she says, like, manana and merit. And he's like, oh, so you like sugary matcha. Oh, hey, and, and hey, so he yeah. was like, yeah. So they're, <laughs> made, they're putting together, like, a matcha mix. Okay. Like, okay. they're not using the straight matcha. Yeah. Like, they're adding sugar and, like, some things to it, right? Yeah. So you're not getting straight matcha. Matcha is a real earthy flavor. Like super earthy. Yeah. Um, there's like some, I don't know, like some antioxidants or something in it that makes the caffeine hit slower. I don't really know. I just like the earthy flavor of mm-hmm. it. But then he made Megan on on the house matcha from Codependence, which, you know, like that's like a $10 freaking drink. That house is said, yeah, so nuts. expensive. Like a drip coffee is like, what, two bucks? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If it's expensive, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just 10 bucks cash. So, Makes her one, brings it over, all this stuff. And it, it tastes earthy. It tastes like the way that it should. And hers are just like all sugary and crap. Yeah. But, but so matcha is supposed to be really earthy. But I've gotten into it because I'm trying to enjoy the finer things in life. 
like matcha, like smoking weed on the podcast, which we're about to fucking light up nice. for the first time. Yeah. Should, I, should I do the Jeez. honors? You should, should I do, I do the honors, boys. Have to. If they're not watching on YouTube, they, they can't no even idea. see us smoke yeah. weed. They can only yeah. hear us. What if we don't even smoke? What if this isn't even fucking weed? They wouldn't even know. Nah. The only way to watch it is on YouTube. It's on YouTube. That's how yeah. I watch it. While you're doing cardio. Yeah. You guys do watch the Girl Night podcast. I've always appreciated that out of y'all. Yeah. Always, bro. I mean, appreciate it. The From day one, we've all kind of supported each other. Yeah. That's why I've been with you guys so much. Like you, Brandon Long, like he yep. brought us in into like introductory yeah. phase and yeah. it's always close. How did we meet? Is that how we met? Yeah. Just Brandon like, reached out to me on, I think, Instagram and... I was like, okay, cool. Cause he's really good at that. Like obviously, you know, Brandon, yep. he's really talkative. Yep. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Then I saw him at the gym and he was like, yo bro, I love the brand. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah I like this yeah, guy's energy. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, like guy. this guy's yeah. boys. Yeah. This guy's yeah. boys. Yeah. Brandon's a great networker. Mm-hmm. Really good. That is how we met. So I, I remember he showed me about like training club, but I had seen you guys around house of gains a little bit. And uh, should we do one more? Yeah. He did say yeah. we're allowed to do two. The podcast studio is letting us break a little bit of rules to smoke on air right now. So no. so shout out. I hope you guys are enjoying Don't make a complaint. <laughs> the neighbors are like watching the Grower Die podcast. <laughs> Hell no, I can smell it. Um, Man, that is just delicious this that morning. But what I love about you guys is um, you guys really go hard for this. This isn't some like casual enterprise. Like y'all, y'all like grind this out. Like I'll see your close friends' stories. It's like midnight, and y'all grinding and stuff like that. Where did this come from? We're training club. Co- whose idea? You guys were in the military, yeah. and one of you was like, "Let's start a clothing company." No, I think it was yeah. both of us, man. Like there was another brand. <laughs> um, it was called NFQ. Okay, huge in the military. Yeah, and we ended up getting becoming friends with one of the owners. Okay, super cool guy, mentor. I have nothing good to say. I have only good things to say about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah nothing, nothing good to say. Good only to say good things God. to say about him. Yeah, he's sick. That dude's, that dude's awesome. Um, but when we found it, we started writing for this brand. Like, we'd drop. We'd get every drop. We'd be on the page, like, and yep. just trying to, I guess, find some type of identity yep. with the message because yep. it resonated. But then eventually, we started, like, shooting ideas to him. Yep. And, like, obviously, that's his brand, you know. Of course. We had no idea we might have been overstepping a boundary. Yeah. But at that point, we were, like, we're trying to create something, and we're, we're trying to delegate that yep. the creation. Oh, so we had the ideas. Yeah. Right? And we had the desire to bring them to fruition, but we were kind of just pawning it off. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And then okay. eventually, we were just, like, fuck it. Let's just start our own. Let's you know? start We it. have the ideas. Yeah. So how did you go about, like— What's training club mean? Like it's bigger than clothes. It's something bigger than clothes. Like you guys both got great style. You both got great fashion. And like, that's why you want to start an apparel company, right? Cause like no one's really fitting exactly what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what is it about training club that just sparks, sparks your passion? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just from like seeing other brands do it yeah. and how they do it. And I'm not going to trash other brands, of course. We all <laughs> nah, fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck all you other brands. For <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Oh, man. I have literally, I, I told you boys this. I have literally denied apparel sponsorships for like the podcast or for like myself hey because yeah. they want these exclusive things where I can't like post my boys like you guys or, or Brandon, Brandon. I'm always fucking repping yeah, pivot. pivot. Yeah. Like they, pivot. I can't like post in that stuff. I can't like do podcasts and that stuff. And one of the offer, the, the, the biggest offer is $5,000 a month salary I and then plus commission. I just told yeah, y'all about yeah, that. Remember? Yeah. And I was like, Hey dude, like, 
for four posts a month? Like five G's for four yeah, posts a like, month? <laughs> like, damn, that's easy. But no, they wanted the exclusive rights. Yeah. Like they could be the only fucking one. I can't tag you guys. I can't nothing. Like we couldn't be on the podcast together. Damn. Isn't that crazy? And that's one thing. So like for me, that shows that company is not confident. Yeah. Like everyone that we work with, we have about five athletes right now. And we don't have any kind of limitation on yeah, them. You yeah. don't have to post X amount. You do what you want. We want this to all be natural. Yeah. And like when other companies are like, yeah, you can't mess with other clothing companies. That just shows me you're like, you're not confident. Because I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't that's, mind if they the post other things. That's phone type shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my that's God. Guts. Dude, I, I, I was uh, scrolling on Instagram before I left to come over here. I was eating my meal, my, uh, my pre-podcast meal, you know. <laughs> Same okay. as every other meal. Today, <laughs> rice and beef. <laughs> and I'm scrolling. And uh, someone shared this meme, this little meme on IG stories that said, first date idea, let me see your, your phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> Lost your mind. Like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> she would leave after that. Yeah. She'd be gone after yeah. that. Everybody gone. We'd never talk again. Oh, yeah. What'd you do? What'd you do if you were on a first date, Devin? You were on a first if date. If someone, someone asked me yeah. to see my phone on yeah. the first date, bro, I don't even think we'd make it to the first date. <laughs> I could yeah. already tell, like, initially, like, nah, bro, your vibe's off. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't you know. Can tell, too... You can tell they're crazy before they show the crazy. Yeah, yeah and I'm just not. I'm out. I'm past that part of my life. It's not even about crazy. It's just about controlling. I like crazy. But I don't like control. Yeah. Uh, don't try to like, like change. your car crazy or nah. I want to be inside your shirt crazy. I want to be inside your shirt okay. and I want to I fucking be inside your bed <laughs> all the fucking time. That doesn't sound crazy. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> sounds right. But, yeah, that sounds right. A crazy in the sheets. I like me a little bit of that. <laughs> Listen, my requirement is if she's crazy in bed, but she's normal in real life, then we're probably going to be a decent fit, right? No, <laughs> probably going to be all right. Decent, yeah. yeah be Matt, right. you're on a first date. Obviously, Matt's been in a committed relationship for quite some. Well, shit, Devin's been in a committed relationship too. Matt's been in, so the dating scene's a little bit escaped Snail. you, but oh, long gone. If you if you were on a first date with Sarah, and you're like, damn, this chick is awesome, she's dope, and then she's like, let me see your phone. You know what? Check. You know what? Check. Check. No, check. on her. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Feet. Yeah. Oh shit, Peyton needs me. I gotta go. Yeah, My go. dog called me. Yeah. <laughs> Text the homie. Be like, yo, crazy. call me real quick. Yeah. Dude, that would be insane. Okay, okay. Back to training club. You said something that, that resonated. I and mean, it's a recurring theme of guests I have on the podcast because obviously people I bring on are people of impact. People have actually done something. Mm-hmm. You made a comment about, well, you had the idea, but you just kept delegating the creation. Yeah. I mean, there's thousands of people listening to this podcast that go through that same exact yeah. thing all the time. So like, you guys had the idea. Matt, how how did you take it on to yourself to be like, you know, like we're bringing this, it, like I have the belief in us, we're bringing this in-house and we're doing this and chasing this. Yeah. Like where'd I mean, that come from? Just, I think just by the way we are, like yeah. even in the military, we like look around and we outshine certain peers and that's yep. just not to talk highly about ourselves. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Like everyone has great ideas. That's not what's special about each one of us. It's more of like how you execute it. Yeah. Um. So from there, it was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take it upon myself. I'm going to execute it. going to do what it takes. And it's just like bodybuilding, right? Yeah. Like if you want to compete, if you want to be good, you're just going to take it upon yourself. Yeah. And you're just going to run with it. 
there's no, you can't really lean on others in a sense. Obviously we lean on each other as business partners, yeah. but like he has to execute his bunch and I have to do the same. And, yep. uh, yeah. So do you guys have specific delegated tasks that like Devin only handles this and Matt only handles this, or do you guys kind of attack everything as a team? It's, yeah, I'd say team. It's more team, but we lean into our strengths. Like he's really, really good at writing. Like, I don't know if you've seen his like story posts, yeah. like he, he writes yeah. really, really well. So that's what I leave it to him. I'm not going to try to <laughs> overstep on that. Like yeah. if he has a really good strength on that, I'm not going to try to outshine that. I'm going to let him run with it. Then I'm going to do my own thing where it's more like the creative, uh, like the design process. But then we go back and forth. Like he'll design, yeah. I'll design, we'll bounce each other, uh, ideas off each other yeah. and then just run with it. Yeah. Matt has a really good, he has a much better, like odd mm -hmm. of bringing an idea, like if we have ideas and we're going back and forth, we have a design. Yep. The finished product is going to look better from it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Trend so I, I'm more along the line of, of, of you. Yeah. I can like have this idea, but I am not able to make it like something you can actually look at. Mm -hmm. And I can make it something that, that you touch if someone else can make it something that you yeah, look at. And you but can like, kind of refine it, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's like in my head and I don't know how to who put it somewhere. So like, that's why I have like, um, you know, Ross and Steven and Tony that like, I'll just start bombing these things, trying to put, like, I'm trying to paint this picture, but for some reason I can't. And they just like piece it together and like bring all the parts together. But like yeah. playing to your strengths is, and in, in, in my opinion, if I could go back and all of my business, every business that I currently have, I've done by myself. Mm -hmm. The new lines of business we're opening up are all with partners. If I could go back to the start, like even the start of Team Ailey 10 years mm -hmm. ago, man, I would have grabbed a partner. I would have grabbed a fucking business partner. I would have gotten where I'm at exponentially faster. Exactly. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. The issue is, uh, you know, as you guys have become self-aware enough in your own strengths and weaknesses, people aren't able to like really identify those mm -hmm. and that, or they can identify them, but the ego is too dense to allow someone else like come into like their project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But like you guys just said, everyone has ideas. Everybody. Whatever idea you have that's like your project, like someone else already thought that a million times. Actually, oh, a yeah. million people thought yeah, that a million 100%. times. Yeah. yeah, like it's not special. So bringing a partner in from the jump and like you guys obviously are friends and a lot of people like saying that you shouldn't mix friends and business all that stuff. Bringing a partner in from the jump that you trust that's that big thing. has strengths where you aren't good at. Mm -hmm you are going to actually have a higher percentage to achieve something in business. I mean, what is it like 90 some percent of small businesses fail, fail. in the first yeah. year? That's because they give up. They, 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 they do give up. Yeah. People just run out of like spirit and soul mm -hmm. as well though. And, and having a partner kind of keeps you on track for that. Like you guys want to show up for each other. Yeah. Like now in some of my companies, Steve and I are partners, Ross and I are partners or some other friends and I are partners. It, like I have to make them proud. Mm -hmm. And like vice versa, they have to make me proud. And what we're getting accomplished is at such a high clip now and things are happening so fast. So Devin, how do you go about finding this part of what, what are traits that you see in Matt or Matt sees in you or you see in other people who've helped you on the way mentors that you've had mm -hmm. that you feel make for like a good business partner? Cause it's difficult. Y'all are friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I operate business the same way. I want to do it with my friends. Yeah. But, what identifies someone as being a good partner to do business with? Just your opinion. Yeah, that's a good question. Definitely loyalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, if he didn't want to create something by himself, I'm sure another company would have picked him up. 
<clears throat> like he's talented. He, yep. he has the capacity to do and bring things to life. Yeah. Um, aside from that, just kind of uh, vision, you know, it's, it's hard to see things in the future. Like mm -hmm. people get so caught up in now and it's good to be stuck here, but you always have to be reaching for something. Yep. And I don't think Matt is ever fucking satisfied. Like, yeah. Not in a bad way, but he just yeah. always wants more. Yeah. 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 I do. I very much see that out of Matt. Yeah. yeah. Very driven, very disciplined. Matt, what, is there anything other than those two? I think loyalty's massive. Loyalty can also bleed into hard work, mm -hmm. right? Someone might not be a hard worker on their own, but if they're showing up for somebody else, that like for the loyalty component that that might push them over the edge like really grind. I have some of those yeah. um, in our staff that like on their own they weren't really doing anything, but since they're here with me they just go nuts like a hundred miles an hour. So other than loyalty vision, is there anything else that you think a really good business partner has that you'd be interested in? Yeah, I think especially with like friends, like you said, how people don't say don't go in business with your friends. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, bad. I think you're just bad. not good enough friends. I it's agree. As simple as that. Your or, yeah, yeah, or you're just. I'm sorry, but you're too pussy to call them yeah. out on their like weaknesses. Yeah. Like we have talks like, all right, yo, you're fucking up on this. Yeah. yeah. You have to pick that up. Yeah. And it's a simple like, okay. And it's never like a one-time thing with each other or it's, it's always a one-time thing. We yeah. don't have to keep repeating it. It's like, if he's slacking on something, I can call him out and I can be like safe and like knowing that he's not going to trip out about it. Yeah. So then it makes me like much more comfortable to be like, yo, okay, let's, we have to fix this. We have to do that and vice versa. Yeah. So I think if you're not good enough friends, like then you shouldn't be doing business. Yeah. But like, other than that. If you if you truly consider each other friends, like yeah. you should be fine. You shouldn't be friends with people you can't do business with, dude. Yeah, that's Bro. a great. Thing. <laughs> what? If you can't trust someone with like money, yeah, with with loyalty, yeah, then yeah, why would you want to be surrounded by them anyways? Yeah, if they're not improving you, like the only reason you wouldn't want to do business with the friends you have is because yeah. you don't trust them. Yeah. So why the hell are you friends with them? That's, that's the best people to do business point. with. Like, yeah. yeah. Why not keep it in the yeah. circle? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. better. I don't want to hire some stranger. I want to no. I want I want my boy that's with me yeah. to I want to go through the trenches. Yeah. I want to come up on the other side with someone I know, yeah. someone I trust. And how long has training club been around? Uh training club itself. We initially had it was called something else at the beginning, yeah. but then we transitioned it. I want to say 2020. Yeah. Yeah. March come was up our on first drop. Like yeah. right after the Fucking pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Great time to start it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> online. <laughs> if you can yeah. go back and change anything, it's definitely that. Yeah. So to your point, it's been around for three years, three and a half years, right? This, the amount you guys have to talk and hang out and see each other and go through, you have to be friends. There has to be a baseline yeah. of friendship. Like, or else I feel like you're just going to start despising your business partner at some point. Like, I don't even like this guy, but we have to talk all day. We have to hang out all the time. Now you're yeah. stuck. Yeah, <laughs> now you're stuck in business. Um, so I, I, I very much so agree with that. And unfortunately, like I've done business with a lot of my friends. And this common ask is, what about when like you fire them or like they leave you? Like, how's, how's it go down? At what that point, like when someone like, like when I have an employee who's a friend of mine mm -hmm. and like I have to fire them or they move on from TM or whatever it is, it just really comes down to the communication at that point. This is why people are so scared to do business with their friends or their partner or whatever, because they don't want to fall out to happen in the actual relationship that they have. Yeah. But you've just got to communicate. Like you've yeah. got to meet people where they're at. And I know right now, you know, training clubs, just you two. Yeah. Like the way that it's growing, like you guys are going to have like a team, you guys are going to have like employees, you guys, it's going to be a, a big yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome to see that growth already happening for y'all. Appreciate it.
But man, you're gonna have to fire people. <laughs> Hopefully not. Who's gonna, who's gonna fire? Who's gonna be the one SMB, to fire somebody? That's the hard ass. That's the hard ass. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start empathizing with them. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, Fuck it. I'll give you a raise. <laughs> like, all right, we'll give you an eighth yeah. chance. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you got my job. Fuck you. <laughs> I can see that. Matt, uh, how would you fire somebody? How would you fire them? Hey man, you dropped the ball. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but like, I mean, <laughs> but like realistically, we would hire like people that we would know. Yeah. Like you have some kind of relationship with, and yeah. it's same thing. I don't know. I'm a very blunt person. Yeah. And like, say we were, I was a year athlete for whatever reason. Yeah. And you're like, hey, you're not performing well, and you're dropping me. Yeah. I'm not gonna take that personal. Yep. I'm gonna be like, okay, it's because of this, yeah. and then just move on, and we should still be able to be friends after that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's just maturity. I, I'm not into drama. I'm no. not into anything, man. No. Just like if you're not performing, you're out. Yeah, we can still be friends, like yeah, and like, but not in work and not in business. Yeah, and if they're you know the same mindset, they should be fine with it. Yeah, but self awareness is important. It's super important. I, I I think what's super difficult, something I struggle with is if I don't respect you professionally, mm. it's super 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 difficult for me to be able to like maintain a relationship and yeah. stuff like that. And I, it's something that I struggle with because. I mean, just like you guys, you put such high value in your professionalism, um, the way that you guys are operating, the way that your company is perceived that like, like speaking for myself, that's my number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys probably aren't far, f- far behind that with where you place training club in your lives. Yeah. Like that's your top thing. So I respect professionalism in people, honestly, like as much as I respect kindness, which is like literally at the top of my chart. It's like, are you a kind person and how seriously you take your like life? Yeah. Like the, the value that you bring to the world. And respect like for it, yourself yeah. and the people that are coming into contact with you. But man, it's, self-respect just seems like a thing of the past, doesn't it? Like sometimes it just gets really- It's been distorted. Yeah. yeah, it's been stolen and people have changed the definition of self-respect, but- Well, everyone kind of like changes it to fit whatever, like, can actually uh, uh, include them inside of that mold. You guys have a military background though. So your view of respect and and loyalty and uh, important character traits of the like are, you know, built around that. How did, well, first, why'd you go into the military? (laughs) Devin, why'd you go into military? This is funny. So when I was younger, uh, my middle school eighth grade teacher made us write a note to ourselves five years in the future. Okay. And I had wrote that I'm going to be an aerospace engineer in the Air Force. Oh, okay. Yeah. So even from like a very early age, I, I had a very strong sense of patriotism. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what I want to go to college for. Yeah. Even back then, I was like, I'm good at school just because I'm really good at learning. But okay. I have no desire. He said, to I'm act. really good at learning. Yeah. Like, I, no, <laughs> on, no honestly, honestly, I would like rarely study. I'd be bombing tests, like yeah. killing them. So I was like, this isn't intriguing. I enjoy learning, but I want to do something that's meaningful. Yeah. So even back then I was like, I had this idea in my head, like if it's not me, it's someone else. Yeah. And I don't want to force someone else to go do what I have the capacity to go do. That makes sense. Yeah. So were you like a 4.0 student? Uh, junior year at a 4.3. <laughs> High school. How? Oh, biggie, yeah. How? But you've gotten a 4.02? No, no, no. I said I didn't, I didn't know it went oh, higher you than know it went higher. That's it, how yeah. bad I was at school. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I was hanging out in the twos. <laughs> I was trying to stay eligible, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go to prom. <laughs> I was like, damn, I got a 226. I should probably do a little better this time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I, I literally got a 2.3 at like junior year or something of high school. I'm pretty sure I had a 2.3 at one point. I was like, I just need to have good enough grades to be able to play sports in college. 
Like, that's all, that's all I you need. needed. <laughs> then I went to college and my my mindset never <laughs> left that realm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit, like I gotta meet with my my uh all athletes, like University of Cincinnati, we all had like a school counselor. Mm, yeah. Like that was in the athletic department. <laughs> I'd have to meet with Stephen Fuqua, <laughs> who actually <laughs> follows me on Instagram. You might shout watch the podcast. Steven. Shout Steven. out Steven. Shout, shout out Steven. Um <clears throat> I had to meet, God damn it, I had to meet with him again. I know what this is about. And he's like, Justin, <laughs> your grades aren't very good. And I was like, am I eligible? <laughs> am I eligible? <laughs> well, you are, but, <laughs> hey, dude, all I need to know is I'm eligible. There is no but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm eligible. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Matt, what, what, what were you like in high school? Um, I just cared about the same thing, sports. Yeah. I, I'm Brazilian as well, so I played soccer my whole Brazilian, life. Brazilian, Italian, yeah, and Man. American, Shit. and American, USA, and American, USA, USA. USA. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, same thing. Just sports. I never really cared for school too much, and then graduated high school. Didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was like, "Fuck it, let me just join the Air Force, and I'll figure it out from there." So you're both in the Air Force, and that difficult to get into. It's uh, the, it's, I think it's. The I mean, if you're dumb, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's definitely some people who haven't got in the Air Force. Let's see this. They just give me a thumbs down, unsubscribe. That's okay. Hey, I'm blunt. I said I'm blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I said I think Air Force requires the highest ASVAB score. So it's like Army's lowest, and Marines and Navy. What's ASVAB? ASVAB. So it's ASVAB. like um, it's, it's like a vocation. It's a vocational. It's basically an SAT for the military. Okay. Yeah. So um, depending on your score, you qualify for certain jobs. And it, it requires the highest entry level. I think it's like thirty eight or something. It's very fucking low. Okay, like yeah. it's very. Fucking and then army's low. like what eighteen? Yeah, it's, if you, you just, got a you pulse, just apply, you, bro. <laughs> you just apply damn near. Yeah, infantry's that way. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sign here. We love the army. They're just walking. They're just walking the down army. there. So, so if you score over a certain score on the, the, the ASFAB, yeah, the ASFAB test. Then you enter a certain rank, or you're you just qualify. You just qualify to, for jobs. Okay. Yeah. So I think after like sixty or something, you qualify for everything. So I got like an I think an eighty seven. Jesus Christ! What you get? It wasn't high. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure. I'm sure it was like fair minimum. <laughs> there were thirty eight. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Well, I got in. So. Devin has the precedent, like showing up to recruit him. No, nah, bro, I didn't get any rewards, bro. My, no. my unit, uh, no bad blood. Nothing. But nah. So you arrive. You arrive for first day of what? Like Air Force camp? Uh, like basic, how's this work? Basic training. Basic training. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Basic training. Day one. Show up in a bus. Like what kind of bus? Like a like a like yellow a, like school, a school bus, bus. Or like a, a go, not a school bus. Probably bro. like a, a worse. They probably like source an even worse one to give you like a county jail bus. No wheels. <laughs> you're you're hand you're, 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 you're all handcuffed, <laughs> blindfolded. Yeah, damn. What did I get myself into. Yeah. yeah, it was like midnight when I got there. It was like midnight. Yeah. I didn't go to sleep the first day till three Wait. in the morning, and we woke up at six. Holy shit! To a like you start getting music, and you're like, "Yep, get up, get up, put your pants on." So, so you show up, you get off the bus, you step foot in the fight. What I envision is like you step foot in the desert and you can't see anything anywhere. It's just fucking, it's like military, dude. It's yeah, just, it's just a base, bro. It's the base flat. is so big. And it's it's damn near just like a, like middle of nowhere. It's a lack. Yeah. It's insane. So, 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 so who's, who greets you when you're off the bus? <laughs> Nobody the greets time. us. They yell at us. <laughs> This dude, for me, this dude came on the bus. He started talking to the bus driver. He was like, hey, how you doing? Oh, that's good. How was your drive? Good. He looks over down the hall. He's like, get the fuck off. <laughs> get oh off the bus. Yeah, it was hilarious. I want that job. I want to oh, be yeah. that guy. No, you don't. That'd be great. Their hours suck. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, dude. You're working seven days a week. Ooh. Like, you're there as long as the recruits are there. 
I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, at all. I can work seven days a week, like two hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why. Okay, so, so like, like, what do you show up with? You got like a backpack with like some goods in it? Yeah, you, you have a, like a duffel bag or a book bag of like yeah. personal items, but it's very, very few items. Yeah, and like, cool. it gets locked up. So while you're there, you don't have access to your phone. You don't have access to anything. And, like, you have clothes, obviously, like, just regular clothes. But by, like, the third day, you get uniform. And then that's pretty much all you wear while you're there. So after day one, how many people quit? (laughs) Dude. Anyone? Honestly, I think a lot of the recruiters, they would tell them, they're like, hey, if you want to quit, go ahead. But we're not forcing you to be here. He's like, you signed signed a contract because you want to be here. Just because it gets rough. If you want to quit, say something now. And we're like, we'll send you back. Did anyone quit? No. Okay. So we made it past day one. Oh yeah. When do people start quitting? Yeah, a lot of people get med camped. Yeah, people I mean? people get injured. Oh, and they shit. get. Stuck. I'm hurt already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, I, I I tore my pec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, can't, I can't I can't can't serve the military. Can't serve the country anymore. I'll I love my go. country in a different way. How many of them were faking the injury? Dude, I don't know. Honestly. Based on how MedCamp was, I would be surprised if someone faked an injury. Really? I would push through an injury. I'm not going to MedCamp. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people were like, oh, I can't march. I want to go to the doctor. But if you got put in MedCamp, bro, you were there for like three weeks. And then once you healed, you go, you resumed where you left off. You start. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're there that. for eight weeks, yeah. if, if basics eight weeks and you're like seven weeks in and you get hurt, say you're injured for two months, you go back to seventh week when you're done. No way. Yeah. You don't just graduate. Yeah. Oh, that's you get brutal. Recycled. <laughs> yeah, recycled. Is that what you call it? Yeah, you recycled? I remember it now. Yeah. Okay, so you finish basic, and that's when you get told where you're going. No, you go to tech not for school. me. Yeah, you go to tech school first, and that's where you're going to learn your job. Okay. And it's just like technical school. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll go there for your job. And then after there, that's where you'll get your, your official assignment, and you'll yeah. get stationed somewhere. Okay. And then that's where you are for like majority of at least that first contract or something okay. like that. Yeah. So, so what day of... Air Force, did you guys meet? Pretty far into Two it. years. It was 2017. Uh, I just came back from a deployment, and then they were like, you're going to this thing called Honor Guard, and yeah. it's where you guys probably seen it like in movies and yeah. shit when people are getting like, you know, put down, not put down, but like laid to rest. Yeah. yeah and they're like people carrying like caskets yeah. and like shooting off. That's what we did for eight months. Eight, seven months? Eight months. Something like yeah. that. And then that was kind of like a special assignment, and then that's where we met. So we, we have different jobs, different parts of the base, yeah. like zero correlation. And then we just got all put there with like random people. Uh, it was a whim, yeah, because you got told to go, right? I got, yeah, I got yeah, forced. I, I got fallen told to go. People were like, "Oh, we're looking for someone to go there." I was like, "Dude, I'm trying to get good at this job." They're like, "No, you're going." Yeah. yeah. So honestly, at some point, that's an omen. Like we, yeah. we, like physically, I probably would have never seen him yeah, on base no. ever. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. How long into military did you realize, like, you know what, like, I'm just gonna finish my contract and then, like, I'm out. I think it was around that time. Was it? So yeah. pretty early on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you just knew you just, I've done my part. This is, I need, I need to check out and chase something else. Yeah. We were also at a base called Herbert Field. It's okay. by Destin, Florida. Okay. And it's a special operations base, and it's the highest, like, deployable base. So when something pops off overseas, we're on standby, like, 24-7, 365, so, like, if you're not deployed, you're back home training to get, to get deployed. deployed. So, it's just, like, cycles of people going back and forth, back and forth. And I only deployed twice, but, like, after the second one, I was like, dude, I'm done. That's a little scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't, like, too bad, but 
It was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm just kind of over it. Everyone at that base is like war ready. Yeah. Certain, yeah, a, a certain sense, yeah. I mean, you still have people that, like, do basic jobs. Okay. Uh, which you need, like, people managing the gyms. Like, those are all active-duty people, Absolutely. and that's just their job. Um, but, maj- like, 80% of the people on that base are 100% deployable, like, majority of the time. Wow. So when you get sent there, you kind of have an idea that I'm going to get deployed at, at, at some point. Yeah, depending on your job, you're like, okay, I'm 100% probably going to get deployed. After you learn your job, like, then... You're on schedule. <laughs> so you were on your second deployment and you were like, fuck this. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I was just kind of over it. It was yeah. cool, but like, it's not for people like us where we want to like put in a ton of hours and get really, really good and get rewarded from it. Yeah. Because you don't get rewarded more the more you do. It's just that simply not how it works. Like, obviously, you, you go up the ranks and that's just how it is. Yeah. But what you do doesn't correlate to what you get. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of work that you want to actually do. And you're just like, ah, I don't really want to do anything else after that. It kind of because, forces you yeah. into that. It's like yeah. if so if I'm forced to be there for 10 hours and there's no incentive for me to get this done faster, I'm going to take all 10 hours. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. someone that's, that's working less than you. Is going to get paid the same as you. Yeah. So you're picking up their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain point, like the best workers are being punished. Yeah. And I think that was what flipped the switch for me. It's Damn. like, why am I putting in all these hours being in, like an asset? This place will fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? And I'm getting punished because that guy yeah. can't show up to PT. Damn. Yeah. So. So what percentage of, of, of these people, like how many of these people, um, it, wait, were you there as well? Were you at the same base? Yeah. The, we're at the, the same base. base. Okay. What percentage of these people are like, we're ready. Like they're ready. Like they know they're there. They're like the, their superiors have deemed them like ready to go, but like they just they like don't really want to. They like don't want to go. They don't want to be deployed. I'm sure, yeah, a lot. Like, majority of them, I say, don't want to be deployed unless you're in special operations. Because there's yeah. also a few percent of that base where they're like the dudes that are like boots on the ground. Like yeah. these are your your badass like gun ho guys, yeah. PJs, yeah. And those guys are like, yeah, I'm always trying to deploy. Like no their way. goal is they're to getting deploy. money. They're crazy. They're getting oh, yeah. money. They're crazy. They're like they're cool ass dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but they're everyone, obviously insanely skilled. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, and everything they do, they do. Their tech school alone, I think, is a year or too long. Something it's a nice. year long, and then they go to Hurlburt, and then they go to, uh, like, another school there for another year. So you're in school just for two years, and depending on your job, like, you're you're going to dive school, you're going to jump school. Like, you're doing literally everything. Wow. So these people are, like, yeah, their, their goal yeah. is to deploy. I like, the, I need to go there. Yeah. Wow. Do you guys have any friends who are in the special forces? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy that owned the brand that we were talking about. Oh, yeah, no so, way. Yeah, he, yeah shout out Barrett. Was, um, yeah, shout out Barrett McCulloch. <laughs> so dope. He's he's probably one of the most badass people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And he's the, the calmest guy, like super calm, chill. No ego at all. No. Damn. Yeah. What if I told you guys I would love for you guys to meet this friend of mine? I have a friend down here in Austin who was in, you know, the um, – the sniper, the American sniper. Oh movie. yeah, That's he was one of the. He was like one of the guys involved no, yeah. here in Austin. That's yeah. Nuts. I love to meet him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is a dope. He's super under the radar. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, real chill, just chills. Fuck, so cool. Um, but man, he is one crazy uh, to talk to. Is like an understatement. Yeah, the stories this guy has. It's unbelievable. But man. Just being around someone that you realize can 
do whatever he wants to anyone in there with his bare hands at any point is like mm-hmm. that's in, that's insane. Yeah, like those guys are badass. Like Loki, I'm a pussy. <laughs> like, Loki, yeah. like I'm not trying to. I I I, I won't kill a fly, bro. <laughs> like, you gotta go somewhere, buddy. I'm a lover, dude. Like we just yeah. hug it out. Yeah. Like we just hug it until the hate is gone. I don't know. That's just me. All right. So, would you say that starting training club, chasing training club with the loyalty, the passion you guys have had, were these? qualities of a business owner kind of were they always in you or was that something that the military kind of taught you um, how to have and how to express Hmm. I think for the military a lot of good qualities from there were just discipline Mm -hmm. like shit's gonna suck just eat shit, keep going. Yeah. Like you get, you have to get the task done yeah. like or or no one's gonna get it done like if it's not you getting it done everybody else is fucked so, that makes sense. And, and that, so that carries kind of over into the uh, business partnership that you guys have today. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think for me initially it was my dad and just like grabbing his worth ethics yeah. and like using it on in my life. Yeah. That's what initially started me even going into the military. So I had it like instilled at a very, very young age and I'm super grateful for that. And then I think the military kind of just hardened it a little bit more. And it was kind of like, like you said, you either do the work or you don't, and no one's going home. Yeah. <laughs> so until everyone gets it done, like yeah. you're not going anywhere. And like, I think what made the military better is like, you know, other people are going it with, like going through it with you. Yeah. Like it sucks. It's a and shared it's, suffering. Yeah. I say it's like the most fun I've ever had in my life that I never want to do again. Yeah. Because it's fun because yeah. you're going through it with like a bunch of your boys or people that are becoming your boys yep. and it sucks. And there's just something about going through hard times with people that you fuck with yep. that just, I don't know, it makes everyone kind of just enjoy that shitty time. So, yeah. Fascinating. It's like trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah, are trauma dude. bound together <laughs> yeah. now, aren't you? <laughs> I look back and it's just all funny to me now. Yeah. Like at the time, it's, you're like, you think it's unbearable. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, live to see another day. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just keep living. Yeah, and you just yeah. keep doing it. You're yeah. like, there's going to be more days. Yeah. yeah. Just got to enjoy them. Clothing drops. So you come around to your first drop. Like the first training club. What was it called before the training club? Uh, Rise from Within. Training club's way easier to say. That's why we changed it. (laughs) (laughs) Rise from within. Now we have um, a collection under training club called From Within. So we just have designs under that. Yeah. And only the real ones know. Yeah. The The super OGs. Okay. You come to your first drop. How fucking nervous are you the night before? Nervous, confused. Like you have no idea what it's like, what to even do in a sense. You're like, I don't know. I'm doing this for the first time. Yeah. But Is like anybody gonna buy it? Yeah, You open the website and it's like dead. Yeah, dude, <laughs> they no one's you. there. <laughs> no one's took there. It down. <laughs> oh man, have you had a drop of those disappointment? Um, not, not what? really. I think uh, the first few because you have you have such high expectations. Yeah, and then when it doesn't like go through. You're like, oh, fuck. Okay, I have to do more work. And I have yeah. to, like, you just go back to the drawing board. Like, yeah. okay, why isn't this doing what I want it to do? Yeah. And then you just kind of refine it. And then we hit, like, a really, really good, like, stride. yeah, like, a really, like, first initial stride. I think it was, like, what, a year and a half ago. Where I'd we say just, last year before prep. Yeah. Okay. We started dropping, and every drop was just, like, selling out. And then the next drop, we would be doubling inventory. And we just kept doubling, out, doubling, doubling, out, doubling. Yeah, out, yeah. the whole year, every month, we were dropping, and we were just doubling inventory. And I'm like, holy shit, okay, this can actually be, like, what we think it can be. 
And that's when you really like found hope. Yeah, we were just like, damn. Yeah, legit. faith, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, more like so, what I'm doing is working. Yeah, it was like kind of euphoric. That's crazy. Not even that. Like that is working. It's like people are resonating with it. Yeah, you know, because you can't force people to buy stuff. So no, I mean, people buying. I mean, that's incredible. I feel like your marketing has been so grassroots, just like word of mouth. Yeah. Putting out good products, letting people wear it, talk about it. Mm-hmm. No. How much do you guys focus on 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 marketing? Do you guys do any ad spend right now on marketing, or how do you go about that? Very very minimal. Like Instagram sucks for ads, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we don't really try to even run too many ads. We run ads just to reach like people out of our reach. Yeah, like people in like overseas. We've had orders in like the Bahamas, like sick. Australia, yep. France, that's and sick. it's like that's where the ads are kind of like finding themselves. But everything else, it's like people like you that like you just rep it and yep. you support it, and then people just hear about it, and then it just keeps growing. And that's the coolest part. Like people actually fuck with it. Yeah, and it's like we're making it, and it's just kind of it's crazy. Like when people actually support what you're doing, yeah. and it's like it's blossoming. You're like, yeah, Damn, yeah. I sick. think that's far more powerful too. Like when people, so like you're. A role model, people look up to you and they see the values you embody, and then you're rocking with this for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's far more powerful than me spamming ads on Instagram. And there's no connection. The person that sees the ad is just like, okay, cool, clothing brand. Yeah. But like when someone hears it, like in person, what are, what are the mouth? There's so much more strength behind that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like these dudes are local. I can meet them. I can yeah. see them in the gym and like just have a conversation with them. Yeah. Like, Damn. That's yeah. Cool. What's the last thing you bought off Instagram ads? Last thing I bought off Instagram ads. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yours is. You don't know. I think they were books. Oh, books. It was like a it was like a collection of stoic books that I've already read, but I was like, these look sick. They're like yeah, black bound. You're a stoic dude. Yeah, that's yeah. Just sick. Yeah, going back to what Matt said earlier, I always I always enjoy when I see on Devin's like story. Yeah. Like, there's something written now. I always read it. My man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't read I don't read many people's stuff. Um, it's kind of low key C bum like. Really, it is. He's very stoic. Okay. He's uh, a man of few words, but very impactful words. Yeah. Like yeah. Very the man. high quality words. Yeah. Yeah. Sebum's very, very stoic. And That's the introvert it's, idea. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It absolutely is. But you're not really much of an introvert. I lean towards that. He was. I feel like you were. And then when we separated from the military, we're like, shit, we kind of have to be somewhat extrovert for the yeah, brand. You do. And I think we just, I, I think after the military too, you kind of find your like personality. Yeah. Cause it's so hard to find it inside. Yes, like you're so, like you're in a box and this is kind of how you're going to act. And yes, you have a personal life, but it's, it's still kind of dictated by your work. Yeah. Uh, like you can't really be like looking like a fool in public. Cause you're, someone's going to see it. Someone's going to yeah, like, you high insight. They're like, who's yeah. the commander? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. So yeah, military that, cities. Was that some dude, he was had road raid with Matt, and they ended up pulling it together on the on base. <laughs> yeah, like, he like super high ranking, and he just looked like an ass. Because I mean, he was in the wrong, but like, wow, yeah, no yeah. way. So, like, small people cities. keeping tabs on you, so you can't legit do what you want. You yeah. yeah. So post military, do you ever like do you, do you still think about that stuff? You ever think about like when you pass someone on the street? Oh they yeah, like yeah, yeah. the fucking marine. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, in the gym when we see people walking in with a uniform, I'm like, I'm, I feel so sorry for you. No way. Yeah. No way. That's crazy. You remember last thing you bought on Instagram ads though? It was like a Mike Tyson shirt, <laughs> which is yeah. which is funny because we're about to drop a Mike Tyson shirt. Are you? And we did it better. You guys were dropping Jordan too, aren't you? Yeah. Restock. How do you know that? Close friends. Yeah. Yeah. You got the newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dude. And and uh, the my favorite shirts out like I think everyone's favorite shirt at this point is that Kobe Bryant shirt. Ah, dude, that thing Mm -hmm. went out. 
Dude, crazy. Every, I, I know, but you guys saved me one. Oh, yeah, that was boys. Because yeah, when I went was, on to buy, it was already sold out. 15 minutes, I think. It yeah, was like dude. before the, it was like with early access. Yeah, yeah. The early access, people wiped it out. Dude, that's <laughs> insane. I went on to buy and I was like, no. Like, <laughs> I was so sad. And then my order came and y'all had it in there and you guys put a note on it. And I was like, that's the fucking that's boys, boys, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so there's Mike Tyson, there's there's MJ. Is there anything else we can spoil on the podcast? We got this. We got this black shirt. Yeah, Arnold on the back. You'll see it. No I'm way. I, I didn't back. see that. I guess, That's I guess, pretty I guess sick. I can stand up. Yeah, yeah. Stand up. Stand up. Show him. Ooh. Boom. Yeah. X knife talk. That's nasty. Oh, I don't know if that one's on though. Dude, I like that. I think I think it was enough in there. That's nasty. When's this next drop? We're shooting for the 29th yeah. of July. Yeah. Oh, very, wow. very soon. I'm All right, I gotta make sure. It's oh, and they got these shorts. Oh, we got these yeah, shorts. Yeah, we got these shorts. shorts. Hang on. <laughs> A little late. I'm about to put them on live on air. If you're not watching the YouTube, you better fucking, you better tune in. I asked, I asked Claire before I started the podcast. I was like, has anyone ever taken their pants off on the podcast before? She yeah, hesitated. She hesitated. Yeah, think about she it. did. See? Only yeah. fans. Make sure things are hidden. I know. <laughs> right. Things are hidden. Barely. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. I mean, look. That's yeah. tough. Hey, the boys. Oh, the quads yeah, are selling dude. it, dog. The quads look good. My pants are just on the ground in the podcast studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're smoking weed. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> Fucking degenerates. Wow. It's the only <laughs> fans. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's come a porn studio. Yeah. <laughs> block. They're going to censor us soon. Yeah. <laughs> the girls are on their way. <laughs> hey, not for me, though, Sarah. Yeah, no, nah, these are nice, dude. These are real nice. Okay, okay. I have feedback on on you guys dropped some green shorts a while back, and I love wearing them. Oh, this is so much better. When my Locker. phone's in the green shorts, the under, the like yeah. pocket, yeah. six oh, out like fall that. Out, right? Yeah, but this won't do that. Yeah. Oh, dude, big time. Yeah. This is big time stuff. I greatly appreciate that. So these drop, I saw you rocking some purple ones the other day. Oh, those were our training shorts. We were trying, we were going to drop those with the Kobe's, but yeah. our shorts, our short manufacturers kind of got hiccuped. Uh -oh. Like they had like a, a whoopsie poopsie or whatever. So. <laughs> no <Whoopsie>. way. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that is. I'm not quite sure what that is. <laughs> they fucked up. Yeah, they fucked up. They fucked Basically, yeah. That was too ass. nice to yeah. call and say that they fucked up. Yeah, so we, we kind of just pivoted, you know. Yeah. Shout, Shout out Brandon. Out Shout out Brandon. Hey, Shout out Brandon. Yeah, we're going with those. Yeah. I, I, dude, I like these Those a are lot. comfortable, dude. Yeah, they're cozy. I like them a lot. Um... I feel like I can wear them to bed. I feel like I can wear them to train in. I can just like wear them to walk around. That's good stuff. I like that. Oh, yeah. What's the future training club look like? Ooh. Large. <laughs> Large, man. We have so much in the works. Like running a clothing brand, like you're releasing things, mm -hmm. but like you're working probably seven to like 12 months yeah. ahead. Yep. So you have to be working on those products and like perfecting them. So that when the time comes, you can drop them. You can't perfect a product in three months. Yeah. I just, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, lots in the works and uh, yeah. Lots of samples. Yeah. Lots of samples. That's what I was ask about next. How's the R and D work here? Like this is a ton of back and forth with, with where's your manufacturers based out of? Depends. Overseas. Yeah, yes. it's overseas. Yeah. Whoever, whoever can get the, can nail it. Really. Yeah. yeah. So you guys don't always use the same manufacturer. Uh, the product's good. 
Like these shorts, if they keep hammering it and there's yeah. no hiccups, no oopsie poopsies, then no we're oopsie poopsies, no fuck ups, <laughs> yeah, no fuck ups. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Okay, that I I figured that you guys found like one manufacturer. Oh, that's a pipe dream. And oh, really? That would make our job a lot, a lot easier. easier. Really? Okay, so easier. let me ask you. Um, I've heard like a brand like Alpha Elite, a massive brand, or Lululemon. Yeah. It's like. They they'll have like exclusive rights deals with like one manufacturer to like only sell to them. Is that is that somewhat accurate? I don't accurate? think you can do that. I, I, I don't know. think it holds overseas. I think I think Alphalee does. To be honest, yeah. I think this is all speculation. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. anyone there. Yeah. yeah, no. Right. <laughs> Fact checker. He's, he's watching the yeah, podcast yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has manufacturers dedicated just to him overseas, because just the amount of stuff that they're moving, bro. Because like even if they didn't have one that specifically said under Alphalete, that whole factory is working for Alphalete. That like, makes sense. They're under production. Yeah, because <laughs> just the amount of like the amount of product that they're ordering that has to be produced. Yeah. Like that's not like a one person job. That's Dude, the whole Alphalete's factory everywhere. job. Everywhere. Everywhere. Dude, he killed like, it. I I I used the examples Alphalete and Lululemon and honestly I've been thinking like is Alphalete is Alphalete bigger than Lululemon? Like are they are they as big as Lululemon? Dude, they just might be. Honestly, like, yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, dude, what he's done is absolutely insane. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what his orders are like. Like what? Like, like the 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 FedEx shows up in a semi truck for his fucking orders oh, to get on. They got a whole shift. Fuck, they got a whole shift picking yeah. Just for fucking goose. 100%. I mean, yeah. that's obviously the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's That'd obviously be insane. the goal. You guys ever met him? No. Oh, actually, yeah. I competed in summer shredding. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, we yeah. went out there. Shout out. When I first got like interested in bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. But if you, what if you won summer shredding now and you won that Alpha Lee sponsorship? Yeah, like, right? I got to turn it down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, yeah. this is a little bit I weird. think I had a conversation with him for like three seconds in the back. He like, cause we were, we were pumping up and he came in. I was like, oh, what's up, Christian? Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm sorry, dude. I, I was like working all night i'm late he's like i just wanted to apologize i was like it's all good man he's just talking to me i was like it's cool dude i was like i didn't even expect to see you bro wow you're grinding this is like when he was working on alpha land yeah and it kept getting postponed dude you could see it in his eyes how like no he had no sleep like it probably wasn't a one day thing that place is insane i haven't been yeah we're gonna go there soon training club shoot there Uh, maybe we'll see (laughs) crazy place it's nuts yeah seeing it online isn't Justice. It doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It a really compound. Does. Yeah, it, dude, it's insane. I when I showed up for the first time, I was in disbelief. Like people can like talk about it, say whatever negative they want about it. Like, dude, the reality is like that's the best gym setting you could possibly have anywhere in America. Yeah, they have an an indoor outdoor situation going on. I mean, what the gyms are probably thirty thousand square feet combined. That's nice. And and state of the art equipment everywhere, clean. Yeah. well kept um but like also like some grungy equipment right nice. so it's not like it's like a lifetime fitness at all yeah. loud music natural sunlight no ac n- n- no ac outside inside has ac okay but the doors are open yeah the doors outside are open okay so but, but so there's an inside fully closed closed off part to the mm-hmm. outside but then the outside part's like wide open massive bay doors That's like all at. the way open basketball court out yeah. there yeah. dude so it's insane and I mean, people act like they don't like the gym. Like, 
it's it's always like bodybuilders are trying to be like Holly Earth and Thou and way too fucking cool for school. Yeah. Because like little kids go there and train. But like if that's really what's bothering you, then like I think you need to check your ego. <laughs> like, yeah. like I mean I try to lift ATX there's a lot of little kids there training. Yeah, no, that place is nice though. Like that place is fun. Yeah, the the, the I, th- I think kind of makes the culture fun, mm-hmm. right? And like yeah. Um, I, I always kind of enjoy it because like you know, those little kids, like me and Thomas trying to live, like they're just looking at us like dude, they're yeah. following what we're doing. You know, like like they're trying to figure it out. I'd rather them learn from us and some, you know, if we weren't there, whoever the next biggest people in the gym are, like not near as good as yeah. <laughs> and we've funny. all been there. We've all been there. It's really good situation. to have the yeah, it's good to have those like you said, those guys that don't go because they're too big or they yeah. don't they're like these people are small. Yeah. I remember lifting at LA Fitness when I was younger and I'd see this massive fucking guy, bro. I would just watch him yeah and like and you wouldn't be exposed to that so your work ethic wouldn't there would be no like desire yeah so if that's not in your life or your peripherals like you're not leading you don't even, away yeah, yeah you don't even know what you're looking for so that's a great point like everyone has physicals right mm-hmm. every single person but like seeing people like myself or thomas who are at this extreme end of it yeah. you see how we work that's just giving these people a live look in on like, this is what it takes. Like you don't have to go all the way over here if you don't you know, want to go to that place, like yeah. especially Thomas. You don't have to go all the way over there. But you can gauge where you want to go based on, like, man, like these guys are going really hard in this. These guys are doing these movements. These guys are here for about that long. These guys' <laughs> respirators look like this. They communicate like that. Yeah, I just view it as... I, I view being in those settings as you're kind of being able to help that next generation. Mm. Yeah, paying it forward. Yeah, and like at the end of the day, man, I never had someone like that that I looked up to in a gym setting. Mm-hmm. Like, not like Thomas or I. Yeah, no. Like, nothing close. Like, I remember there was a guy I went to an LA Fitness, so that's where I like started training. And there was a guy there who's like competing and stuff. And at the time, I thought he was just massive. Insane. Huge. Insane. Yeah. Man, now <laughs> now you dwarf him. He's like, he's, he, at his best, he was like half my size. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's how I felt about a lot of people growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and he never like won the shows either. Damn. <laughs> like, Damn. oh, he got second. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so hyped, but dude, he got fourth. <laughs> <sighs> so close. <laughs> yeah, but I remember he was like prepping for like a national show or something. I think it was like North Americans, and so it was the first bodybuilding show I ever watched. Um, it, like when he was competing there and he had this real shitty live stream, like the worst live stream of all time. And, um, he came out and, you know, I didn't really understand the call out situation, but I knew he didn't do very well. Mm. And then later on, like when the results were posted and whatnot, like I looked up and dude, I think he was like 13th or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah. He, he didn't do it. But that's what I was like looking up to. Yeah. So like, that's what I had. Yeah. <laughs> like, these people get fucking Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These people get Thomas. Yeah, like, fuck, yeah. dude. And they're not even grateful, bro. Yeah, I know. They don't even know how hard know. it is out here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think having people in um, to the Alpha Elite conversation as well, like, we're so close to Christian. Like, you can later drive out and you can see what this man built. Yeah. Like, as a fitness entrepreneur myself, I, I, I'm in there and I'm like, this is possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this, this isn't off the wall. Like, you know, what makes him a little bit more special is he just won't fucking stop at all. Yeah. So if you choose to just not fucking stop, this could be done. Obviously it's way easier to sit in a podcast and say when like, he's too busy to even have a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <for real. laughs> well, I would tune, I would hella tune into a, a Guzman <laughs> cast. His YouTube, yeah. Yeah. I, do you guys watch his YouTube? I used to. I haven't lately. I started watching his YouTube 
before he had Alphalete Gym and Alphalete the brand. He had a brand and it was just like uh, Christian Guzman oh. shirts because he used to coach. Um, and that's like another thing that kind of instilled me. Like I, I saw him build the brand, yeah. but at that point I was like, I don't, I wasn't interested in it. And I was like, there's no way I can do that. Like, that's crazy. And then I think when it took meeting Barrett to be like, holy yeah, shit, this I can is meet this right person. Here, and like, yeah, he did right it. Here. Yeah. So I can do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I started watching back him then. that long. Yeah. Super long ago. Do you remember like around what years you found him? No, I'm sure it's still on YouTube. Yeah. If we can like yeah, we can pull it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. So I was like watching Steve Cook. Steve Cook. Steve Cook. I was um, hella watching Steve Cook. Yeah. Um, you know, like we got the same complexion. We're, you know, we're both just white boys, <laughs> both from the farmland. You like I was hair. just I was just watching that guy. I got way better hair. <laughs> <laughs> way better beard. Yeah. I was just watching what he did and I was like, dude, like like it's possible mm -hmm. like it can be done i saw him in person i met him in person you know once at the arnold um where everyone else fucking met him of course but like i waited in the line one year and it was it wasn't like four hours long that's for damn sure mm -hmm. but like like at the end when like before covid hit dude his lines would wrap around the build like outside the building around the convention center that's katie nuts. was getting there Jesus. yeah like it was that's absolutely nuts. insane what was going on for these people and I, don't, I would personally probably never go to a fitness expo again, but like, man, before COVID, like that's what you did. Yeah. Like all the cool kids were there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the I had, boots. Yeah. I, I would boots. travel, the I would boots. travel to LA fitness expo. I would travel to, well, the Arnold, I like lived in Ohio and the Arnold was being put on, mm -hmm. man, I would go to all those and I would just network. I would just talk to people like new people to fitness. Don't understand how fun those were, man. They were just packed. Yeah, I've Damn. never been. Never, never been. been? Yeah, never been. I wasn't that much into bodybuilding back then, to be honest. Dude, you used to leave with bags, big ass bags of actual samples. Like Osmo Nutrition, you would leave their booth with like an actual pre-workout, like 30 servings, <laughs> like sick. 30 serving That's protein sick. tub, fucking creatine. Like you would leave. You stack. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, stack. you wouldn't be able to like go everywhere you wanted to go because you wouldn't have room. To like hold things. That's sick. Like you ran out animal. You used to oh, give out. Dude, dude, animal used to have this animal cage at the Arnold, and and they would have like their best lifters in there and dudes pulling like a thousand pounds or whatever. And like I'm about to squat eight hundred and thirty pounds for five fucking reps, and you could sit there and watch it happen. Damn. Like right in front of you, it's happening. That was absolutely nuts. Like insane to see. Yeah. And now no one shows up. <laughs> Damn. Now no one COVID, does it. Dude. Why do you think that? I think, well, COVID made this whole world so much more online. Yeah, true. COVID also made people pivot. So like Christian Guzman has like meetups, like his own personal meetups. Um, Steve Cook has done those at his gym mm -hmm. in Utah. Uh, Chris Bumstead does those. You know, yeah. he and Hani are on a little oh, tour yeah. right now. True. All these people like really want to be met or, or – the demand is there to be met. Mm -hmm. They're just setting up their own things. Like Katie and Hayden have done that. Yeah. Um, I just don't think, I just, I, I don't think people want to spend the thousands and thousands of dollars to go out to, you know, the Arnold in Ohio or the LA fitness expo out in LA when you have a lot of easier access opportunities to meet who you actually want to meet. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. I think it made, um, so it, 
I think it made the world a little bit more online centric. And I mean, we, we know that it did, Like yeah. most work is done from home. Yeah, now. Definitely sped it up for sure. Um, definitely did. Um, it just seems like you lost three years mm-hmm. of, for shutdowns of yeah. these fitness festivals. And those three years, it, you know, I, I mean, I went from 25 to 28. Like I went from like, I'm still a boy to like kind of grown into a man. Right. It's like growing into a man. I'm not going to a fucking, I don't yeah. want to meet anyone at a fucking fitness. Yeah. Like 24. Big as hell trying to shake. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm, I'm a whole ass man. And like, <laughs> like I love when people come up and meet me and stuff. But I don't think many people are going to meet and like wait in this line to, to yeah. meet me. Right. Um, like I, 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 I think there was the age of people that really made fitness expos huge. Just got to a certain age where, well, you know what? Like we're fine without it. Yeah. Like we're fine with not going to these mm-hmm. um, and we can save money. We can save time. Or if you really want to see somebody, they're going to be at the Olympia. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, you were never really involved in the fitness expos and stuff. Were you? I never really had a desire. So like you said, you think you thought I was like an extrovert. Dude, yeah. I hate crowds. Yeah. I dislike crowds. So I probably yeah. wouldn't have went even if I was super into it. Really? I prefer like a more intimate environment. Yeah. So bro, it's body to body. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's that's body not, that's to a no-go. Body, bro. <laughs> like, you're bumping shoulders with everyone half wall, but, like, excuse me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's impossible. Damn. It was insane how many, like, looking back, at the time, it was so normal. Mm-hmm. And now you feel like you're, like, weird. It was a little weird. Yeah, how packed little, you are. Yeah, yeah, like, damn, like, we were all doing it for that. Although, what does suck about it now is, like, man, like, if the Arnold was still a big thing, like, I would definitely be at one of those booths. Ah! Dude, it's a business opportunity. I, I know, dude. I never got to like oh. be at a booth because, like, in twenty nineteen, the last one, like, I didn't like have that like much of a name yet or anything. So I never got to be at a booth. Yeah, start back up, uh, dude. Reach out to Arnold right now. Well, I, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Only a grower dial. Got mo- I, yeah, I got him on speed dial. <laughs> Actually, here comes Arnold right now. <laughs> yeah, I trip off. <laughs> How high am I? <laughs> what was in that weed? Yeah. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he liked the shirt. Yeah, yeah, he did. Dude, you should send one to him. Oh, well, we good. Think he'd wear it? Sues us. <laughs> <laughs> That's my face. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's my face. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> What size think Arnold wears? Arnold definitely wears a large, huh? Yeah, yeah, down bad. Yeah, poor guy. I, I, I can't lie. I don't really enjoy his uh, takes on bodybuilding much anymore. No, I think he's dated. I mean, it happens. You hate to see it, though. Yeah. I know. Like it, it priorities change often. Priorities change. You start taking less risk. Your temperament start starts aligning. It's Netflix coming out about him, or maybe it already came out. Did I watched it? it. It was pretty good. Is it okay? Yeah, I heard. I heard it gave very unique perspective on like this guy's just. Like he just chased it. He just kept chasing. Like yeah, the next that's thing. what it felt like. Well, he's like, accomplished is amazing. Oh yeah, insane. But yeah. the bodybuilding legacy, I feel like it's a little bit torched every time he you know gives an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, he's still talking about Nick Walker's calves. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He's massive. I didn't even see his calves to be honest with Third you. In the I world. Don't need you. Third in the world. He's talked. <laughs> yeah, dude. Third in the fucking world. So uh, Olympia coming up, uh, preps are underway. Seventeen weeks till, yeah. till the till the Olympia. I'm hyped, dude. 
Are you pretty excited? I'm so I'm fucking hyped. Really <laughs> I'm so hyped. And I've been watching more like open, like yeah. all the divisions now. So I'm really, really diving into it. Dude. Dude, the yeah. open and the classic physique, my, it's like sans sebum, of course. Mm-hmm. They're so fun right now. Yeah. Like you have no idea who's going to win oh, the open. So you have good. no idea who's going to come second. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you assume it's Ramona Erz, but like really the whole top five in classic is like anyone could really beat yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's so fun. I feel like I, the same about open bodybuilding, like, dude, you, you don't really know who the mm-hmm. top five is going to be. I feel like it's the best quality. Like, I feel like this is the best quality that we've yeah. seen. And like Derek coming in, taking second Derek. out of nowhere. And you're like, what the and fuck? That was only after one year. Yeah. That was after one fuck. That was one off season. (laughs) Looks real good. What in the world, dude? No more limits. No more nothing. Yeah, get big. I mean, he's probably got to be another five, six pounds heavier this year. Four, five, six pounds heavier this year. Like that's insane. That's fucking nuts. Hottie Chupon, I think, so fucking nuts. You know that guy's been competing since like the early two thousands. Yeah, that's so crazy. I think I heard a podcast was like two thousand two was like his first show. It was like five. How old do you think he is? (laughs) Hottie, yeah, he's he's in his forties for sure. Damn, so impressive. for sure, That's impressive. Um, like I think Rami's like forty or forty-one, or something like that. and the dude that just won—I forgot what show was. Phil. That guy's like, yeah, it's like 49. Yeah, that's insane. That's nuts. That was absolutely absurd. 49 years old. Yeah. I'm like, that's hey, dude, I got another 19 years. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Like, yeah, trust me, I'll be there. Just wait. <laughs> I got 19 years. No, I, but, but like, Derek is super young. Nick is super young. Yeah. You know, Andrew Jack's a little bit, like, his age is older, but they, He's only been bodybuilding for two years. Samson's, you Samson. know, I think he's young. He looks young. Black people don't really age, though. Black don't crack? Yeah, black really don't crack. <laughs> it's like later 30s, I think. Yeah, it has, has to be, right? I'd be really, man, if he looks that good and he's in his 40s, he looks that young in his Dude, 40s. Like 3.30 and so still lean. Dude. Like he got abs, everything. What in the world? Out of here, bro. <laughs> but, you know, he's been competing for a long time on the pro circuit. Mm-hmm. And he just put it together. Yeah, and he wasn't doing too hot when he first, yeah. like, he was kind of overlooked. And then people started really diving in and he just took off. Yeah. Looks yeah. good. Speaking of bodybuilding, this is a conversation I have often with people. It's something that I've struggled with as like my professional life has built some success. Mm-hmm. But I look at like Sebum and the amount of money and financial security that guy has. For him to continue to have motivation to like drive bodybuilding and live the lifestyle and eat the meals and yeah. diet and you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice through posing practice, things like that. Is there a certain like success limit that you guys would have? It might be too far away to see it right now. Yeah. Is there a certain success limit you guys have where you'd be like, no, nah, I'm not bodybuilding anymore. No way. No, fuck no. I don't think it's a success thing. No. Like the minute I'm done, Drake said it best. The minute I'm done having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm yeah. done with it. <laughs> I like yeah. that. So like, that's like, regardless of success, like if I'm, if my heart's not in it, what's the point? Yeah. Like just half-assed. No one gets into bodybuilding for money. No. Like at all. Bodybuilding in general, like just straight up, not like coaching or, you know, whatever else, but yeah. like no one starts bodybuilding for fun. No. It's not that big of an investment. So you're doing it because you actually love it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think any, any amount of money would ever yeah. make me stop bodybuilding. The gratification of it is just so delayed. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it comes, it takes so long. And it's every day, like. Every day the clock restarts. If you have three mil in your bank account, you could just wake up and be like, oh, I don't have to make money today. Yeah. But every day you got to show the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. With bodybuilding. I don't think I'll ever stop. No. 
just the amount of gains you get yeah. from it, like mental gains, like yeah. life gains in general. That's yeah. like your investment. You're like, I'm doing this because I love it and what I'm getting out of it. So it's not like we're doing it just to like build muscle. No. Like it's, it's, there's a lot more to it. So I don't think money I, would I, cap. I got started because I was so insecure. Yeah. Same. That's usually but how like it is. now I'm just, how far, like how crazy can I look? Mm. Like how, how yeah. big, how big of a shirt can I fill out? Like, uh, yeah. I just keep outgrowing sizes. Yeah. See yeah. when it's going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like I just like, I, I want to fill out a four XL and just be busting out that thing. Yeah. Like that sounds so much yeah. fun. dude. That sounds like so much fun. I never really think about the financial component of it. I, well, when I buy growth, I do. <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, if a if uh, Pfizer wants to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> that would be really fucking nice, dude. I'll, honest, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for five pins a month. Yeah. <laughs> Run it. You got an exclusive right. Exclusive rights. Yeah. I'll talk about whatever they want me yeah. to talk about at that point. I will push their agenda. Like, all oh, of a sudden, yeah. it's mine. <laughs> but there's, the, the, there's something about this lifestyle that correlates so perfect to you know, business entrepreneurship and, and growth and friendships and romantic relationships that you can never like really get like great at body, but you can have a great physique. You can be a great dieter. You can be great at training, but you're never getting to a point where there's not more attributes to unlock yeah. and like more to find. Even when you are like a five time Mr. Olympia champion, like there's somewhere Chris bumps that thinks he can be better. Or like Hottie won last year. There's somewhere Hottie knows he he needs to be better. Mm-hmm. And like they're at the pinnacle of the sport. And I think that having that to chase, like every single day you wake up and like what's guaranteed about your days, you're gonna chase bodybuilding. You're gonna grow. Yeah. Like you're 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 going to get somewhere in these attributes where you just plus one mm-hmm. that attribute. Yeah. You can guarantee your success um, in life through continually having this set plus one, plus one. That's a win every day. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of view it as like, well, you make your bed in the morning, you brush your teeth, you know, you take the dog out for a walk, you clean your house, and you bodybuild. Yeah. <laughs> if you do that every single day, yeah. it's going to correlate into the rest of your life and bleed over into the rest of your life. 100%. I think um, the, the the mental resilience component, like, they're so – uh, bodybuilding is a creative outlet. So people listen to this podcast of creative outlets. We talked about everyone has these ideas. Yeah. And creative people have crazy ideas, right? They won't believe in themselves. They won't put, put themselves out there to actually start and attack the idea. But bodybuilding has already given us all the tools. Mm-hmm. You just have to apply them into you know this new realm of your life. Yeah. Was there a time, Matt, where you were building out training club and you're like, you know what? Like, oh, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if I can do it. You got cold feet or you feel like it's just, you should stop. Or like, well, my 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 mom and sister used to tell me like, get a real job. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever have a like, get a real job moment? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone that's like real with themselves and that's like really fucking harsh, like you're going to have those moments. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't really look at other people for inspiration or whatever, but when you see someone else doing the same thing, such as like Dark Sport, like all the others, brand, all these other brands and they're, at the top, they're like the C-bombs right now, right? And then you compare to that. And obviously, you shouldn't be comparing that. But, like, if you want to be the best, you have to compare yourself to the best. So there are mo- – like, there were moments a while ago where it was just kind of like, damn, like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get to that level. And then you just eventually – it's like bodybuilding. Like, fuck, can I win? Like, nah, yeah, I can win. And it's just that constant, like, mental back and forth. But once you silence that voice, I, I feel like 
there's just like a time where you're just like, all right, like no doubt, like from right here on out, like I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah. And they just kind of, it's flipping the switch. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I think what you hear someone say it enough, like people have different tolerances. Like if you say like, Hey, go do this, like, and you'll be good at bodybuilding. Like some people need to hear it from like 10 different people. Mm-hmm. And I think once you just decide like, yeah, this is like it, then you're good. And then it's just like keeping that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's how it was for training club. It's like, you see yourself doing it, but you're like, it's not happening as quick as I want. Same thing with bodybuilding. It's not, it's not as quick as I want, but it's a long-term game. You're teaching yourself to be patient. Like if you're putting in those, those hours, if you're checking the box every day, you're going to get to where you want to be. Yeah. I like that. Do you guys have set time on the day? Like 30 minutes of the day from one to one thirty every day. Like I work on exclusively training club. I do nothing else. I just like do like I just task complete for training club. Or do you kind of just work all day? It, it's kind of in and out. Like especially working with manufacturers overseas, you never know when they're going to reply to you. Yeah. So you're just constantly checking. But as far as like inspiration, if it comes, you yeah. write it down, you refine it, and you kind of just do it right away. Yeah, yeah. You just don't let the idea die. You have to bring yeah. it to fruition. For designing purposes, I used to try to set blocks and then like go in there and try to d- design things, and it's never worked out to a great design. Like, okay. When I've tried to force a design, it's never been one we've actually produced. I've okay. just scrapped it and like, okay, I'm just throwing that one away. But when like I go into like a uh, like a few like power moments where like designing, I just start knocking things out and I could design like four or five designs in like 30 minutes and they're all bangers. But then like the next month, like I won't really design too much. I'm just not trying to force it. Uh-huh. But, um, but yeah, like manufacturers wise, like I'll be up from like 7 AM to like 10 PM, like messaging them. And then they usually go to bed and then during the day you can't really talk to them. Yep. And then at night again, we'll pick it back up. So after I'm done studying in school and all that, like eight to like 11 PM, we're back on there talking to them. So it's just kind of taking shifts of talking to these people just because yep. you're on different time zones. Yep. And, yeah. When you're designing, you ever you ever use psychedelics? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Like> micro dose. <laughs> That's in where a lot go. of good ideas come from. What are we doing? What are we doing? Mushrooms? We got some LSD? Yeah, some mushrooms. Some yeah, mushroom bars. The chocolate bars? Mushroom bars, right. yeah. Polka dot. The same ones. Wait, polka the same dot. Was I? Yeah, yeah. yeah polka oh, dot. Yeah, those are awesome. Those are fantastic. What we take? One, two? Depends with the vibe. Depends yeah, on how much depends. I have to get done after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got you it. do the same? About one. Well, I don't usually do it often. I feel like um, as far as like inspiration, creativity, you just have to, for me, it comes best after like periods between work. Yeah. So if you're working on something and like you said, you're trying to force it, you have to step away from it. You got to let your mind kind of relax, go on yeah. a walk or something. And then your subconscious kind of plays with it. And then you yeah. get the aha moment. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. comes when you're away from work. I, I very much agree with that. A lot of my aha yeah. moments come when I'm walking Peyton in the morning. That's why I love my early morning time in Austin. It's like this robust, energetic, highly functioning city is completely silent. silent. Like I can hear I can hear oxygen moving through the air. It's so <laughs> fucking quiet. Like I love that time in Austin. I feel like I'll be walking the lifetime and uh, like idea, idea idea and i'm just like writing them down on my phone yeah and it, it I, it's never when you're looking for it ever um unless i'm on lsd everything you're like what the dude <laughs> dude this one time i was talking to megan about this this morning this one time i was tripping with some friends here in austin we did like maybe like a gram so like an, an actual dosage of mushrooms and i think we all took one maybe and i was on a trip and I realized that 
like I have to fire one of one of my employees. But what sucked, the person that I needed to fire was That's tripping with, with yeah. me. <laughs> 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 right there. <laughs> You started screaming you at him. Trap. I was like, I was like, like my, you know, my visuals were happening. I was like feeling pretty good. Like I was in it. I was in it. And you know, when you're like actually tripping, like people's faces look different based off their emotions and stuff. <laughs> and dude, I, I couldn't look at her. <laughs> I couldn't so look. I was like, no way, dude. She had like a bunch of tattoos and stuff. Damn. And I, I felt like the tattoos were like talking to me. Oh, they're like, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, bro. It was so bad. Yeah. And then when I actually fired her, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the tattoos started melting. They, <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, dude, yeah. That was one of the, that was absolutely terrible. That was not a fun trip. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Um, I love working um, on my creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Underutilization of psychedelics, like I think it's really been really transformative um, and life changing for me. And I would venture not to promote any sort of drug usage on the Grow I podcast. If you're someone who like to me. you struck him to me, <laughs> send them all to <laughs> yeah. me. Ad- address yeah. in yeah. bio. <laughs> if you're someone who's struggling to get past like this creative block or, or something. I really think that they can be something that's beneficial. I really do. And I also feel like, that, I mean, they're going to be legal here pretty soon. Like, or at least just not cared about. They're just going to yeah. not give Like in Austin, like, I mean, what we decrim- what, what does decriminalize even mean? It just means you can't fucking get it. just means they're not enforcing it. <laughs> I, yeah, dude. It's still illegal. They're just not enforcing it. I will it. walk around downtown smoking a, yeah. smoking a joint. So I was riding a bird and, like, smoking a joint. <laughs> like, walk by a cop. At this point, like, you're a grown adult. Yeah. They're a grown you're adult. You make a choice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're not catching me on like, the bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not catching me on the bird. Yeah, and if you're like, if you're arresting me or doing whatever for weed, like, bro, I know on. it's not going to get very far. No, yeah, I've I've been on six like after nights out and stuff like that. I'm going to do it. Let's just spark up. You know how the police presence is out on six oh, like after yeah. a night out, it's intense. But dude, let's just spark up. Like, they're all freaking smoking anyways too. So yeah. let's just let's just shit. spark it up. Um, but you feel like Austin is kind of like coming around to psychedelics is, you know, mm. being part of what we have going on. I know we have like ketamine therapy places here now. That's great. Which I think is really cool. Um, there's just one. It sounds so cool. I would love to do it. Uh, you are given ketamine. Interesting. And you float in a tank, like in one of those like. Oh, uh, it's like a sensory. A float tank. tank. Okay. You float in there for like 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour. You can do it with a partner. Yeah, dude. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, like, what if during this trip you just yeah. start fucking hating this person? Yeah, you you can't yeah you're locked in. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> the ketamine so made me do it. Dude, the ketamine made me do it. That's kind of dangerous. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Would you do that? I don't know. I've never done ketamine. Oh, you haven't? Never. Would you do that? I would do it. Yeah. I'd, I'm a I'm a type of person that I'll do kind of almost almost everything once. And just to say you do it, I, I have enough self control, I think, to be able to oh, do yeah. everything once. I feel however, that. like however, yeah. I, I feel that. It. I feel like I, like I, I, if I get addicted, I could break the addiction, like the Adderall, yeah. you know, the yeah. Adderall situation. I know how to build habits. You go through a break crap. <laughs> you can yeah. you can break any addiction. Yeah, yeah. Diet for four months. When straight, you realize like, how addicted to food we all actually are, yeah, because yeah. you go through a contest preparation, it's yeah. really easy to shut off anything else. What's the craziest thing you try one time? Uh, I don't think. Nothing too. I crazy. had fentanyl one time. Holy which, shit! No, listen, <laughs> not illegally, legally, oh. because I was having fucking, um, I was having a medical issue, 
like back in 2018 in a prep. And I had a really bad kidney situation going on. And I was in this full body cramp, like up in my place at the Bowie when, uh, after I moved here and girlfriend called and fucking 911. We called our friends downstairs first, our best friends. Like she, uh, uh, the girl was a nurse. And like they came like rushing up. I call the ambulance. I ambulance gets me on stuff. And I'm like so locked up. Oh, like I'm man, in a full man. body cramp still. Oh, like horrible. still. And they get me in the back of the ambulance and they fucking, they stick me and they fucking toss in some. Fa- and as soon as I saw that shit hit, I was fucking. Melted, melted. I was like, I was like, hey, this is worth the hype. <laughs> Started faking another cramp. Yeah, dude. Ah! All of a sudden, no. I need fentanyl. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I, I I see. But but to your point, there's never been a single time since this. So they actually had to administer it two times that night. And after two times, you can't like administer it again. Yeah. And I was in a fuck ton of pain after the second one wore off, and I just had to tough it out. They were giving me like fucking like intense Tylenol or what the fuck ever, and I was like, yeah, this 800, is not eight hundred milligrams. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is not cutting. After it what right you just now. gave me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, give me Tylenol. My yeah. tolerance is started with Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Tylenol first. <laughs> Save the good stuff for yeah. later. But not a single time after that. Like I've thought about it a ton. Yeah. Cause like the way, but there's never been a time where I was like, you know what? I, I need it. Yeah. Like I have to have this, but I would recommend, you know, if, if the ambulance ever wants to give you fentanyl, they yeah, operate, if I got yeah. a full body cramp, I'm going. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if you ever ambulance. have a full body cramp, just know what's coming is phenomenal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like faking shit. Yeah. Like, how do I get a full body cramp? Yeah. <laughs> they, they run tests and your kidneys are fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So you didn't answer. What's the hardest thing you do? Uh, that I have done? <laughs> no, that you would. Oh, shit. Would you I try heroin? Fuck no. I don't even know anything about it. Nah, dude. I'm no. not sure. I know nothing about <laughs> it. Yeah, actually, that's one of those things I want to do. If it's enough to ruin like a lot of people's lives, I I know. People. it must be pretty damn good. Don't you get addicted to it like the first time you take it? I'm sure Probably. you do, yeah. I like we'll throw everything away. Yeah. They'll wake up. It's just pretty probably. They'll, they'll really wake up good. starving. I need heroin. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, and then figure out a way to get else. it. Dude, I know. You guys see the people downtown Austin. Yeah, uh, dude, fiends. Yeah. Must be really good. Honestly, but that's kind of powerful, like, to see the the human mind. Like, once it really, really desires something, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it will find a way to manifest it. Yeah. And if you can harness that power instead of doing using it for those reasons— that's incredible. Dude, I agree with that 100%. Like, people wake up and they're fucking poor. They feel bad about themselves. I'm like, dude, you need to work as hard on yourself today as these crackheads are working dead ass. Like, these crackheads are working. They got no money. They're outworking you for no, they, heroin. They are outworking out. you for a dr- to be homeless yeah. Yeah. at the end of it all. Like, that is absolutely insane. Actually, I had a coach once. I, I won't say a coach's name publicly. But he used to tell us, like, you need to work like you're a crackhead. And this, this wasn't long ago. This was, like, the, the tail end of my athletic career. And yeah. that's kind of where it all came from. Well, at the time, I hadn't really seen, like, what a crackhead looks like. Yeah. Go deep. I mean, it is insane. It, like, what, to your point, what they, what it does to them. And I don't understand the mechanics. I don't understand the pharmacology behind it. Never the desire to, I guess, understand it. Yeah. But do like you see people? I've literally seen people like smoking and injecting on the f- fucking sidewalks. I live down there, so I'm there all the time. Yeah. 
And I mean, you'll see someone just like upright and chilling, whatever, and then I'll walk past the same route and they're completely fucking not just not they're alive, but they look fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. It is insane what that shit. I'm like, where are you? Like, what are you seeing right now? And not even that, like a lot of people, like normal people, you know, they have a crazy fear of social repercussions, how they're perceived. Yeah. And these people like obviously addicts they don't yeah. give a shit not a shit yeah and it's not like a negative thing but that's how it just gets raised that's just yeah. where you're at when you yeah. really truly want something you don't give a shit how people perceive you you don't care how you get it no like and to see it and people just dismiss it that's there's something to learn there yeah low-key we there, there there really are traits that we can learn from homeless people not yeah. for real, dude. that insane yeah, like, they don't give a shit. They, they, they don't give a crap about at anything. all. They just work until they get the desired result. Until they feel good and then yeah. they complete the, repeat the cycle the next day. I have I have a friend who's homeless. I know. No way. It's the most Justin okay. ever. <laughs> I have one friend who's homeless. And I just saw him a couple weeks ago at the Joe's Coffee Shop downtown. And he finally got approved for housing. Get this. He just turned 54 last week. Or the week before, sorry. So it's like three weeks ago now. He's been homeless since he was 16. No way. He hasn't had a home in 38 years. That's nuts. That's crazy. 38 years. He got a job. He's like trying to like clean up and turn around. Hell yeah. He has a job at the video game arcade downtown. The video game arcade, video game arcade museum. Okay. Oh, sick. On Congress uh, downtown. And... So he's working. He got housing. Nice. I'm like, dude, that's, he has a phone now. Big dubs. I'm like, that is absolutely insane. 38 years he's gone without having a house. And he gets to move in in September, October, something. Oh, he got a driver's license too. He's like, tell me all this shit. And I'm like, that's dope. We take all this for granted. Yeah. Yeah, He hasn't had it for 36 years, 38 years. Life, cha- life changes when you want it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen him slumped on the fucking sidewalk, and now he's got a house and, and a job and a driver's license. So yeah. do with that what you will, boys. I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. I love yeah. just bullshitting with yeah. y'all. <laughs> no pleasure being here. Yeah, it's, yeah. Fucking fun. it's fucking fun. It's fucking fun. It's just fucking bro chat. Next <laughs> time I'll bring some whiskey, and, and we'll have some uh, shots with the weed. I don't know about shot. I'll sip on some whiskey. I don't take shots. <laughs> Fine, we'll sip Shred on some man. whiskey. We'll, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it smooth and soft for the boys. Yeah. All right, thank you all. Thank you. And uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck in the near future and the prolonged future. I'm excited to see what comes next from Training Club. As always, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Leave us a thumbs up. Matt, where can they find you on Instagram? Matt Sakelli. You're going to have to spell that. Fuck. M-A-T-T-S-A-Q-U-E-L-I. And Devin? Nice. Uh, D-E-V-O-N-C-V-S-T-I-L-L-O. Yeah. Follow the boys. Follow Training Club. We will see you next time.